What's good, my creators? Welcome to another episode of Creators Unscripted, where you know what we do. We talk about the real deal behind the scenes, all things created and unscripted. And today, listen, I'm gonna welcome you into the world and into the mind of yet another creative genius because you know that's all we bring to this platform. That's who makes the world go round. We make it do what it do, okay? Now, me, your girl, you know me. I'm a creative to my core. So if it's not creative, I really can't get with it. This next voice is you can read it here. He is the definition of creative. Like if you look it up in the dictionary, you want to see his face probably with some kind of smirk on it or whatever, you know, because he like to put people on the spot and do dumb things for a living. Um, but uh, like I said, this is a creative genius. This is my brother. This is a person that you don't know you know him, but you actually know him, or at least you know his work. And we're going to get into it in a minute, but I'm going to just kick it off by saying, say hey to the people and then I'm getting all up in your world. So say hey to the people. Hey to the people. See, to the people. This is my brother, the good brother, Mr. Keith Pelzer. I'm going to just go ahead and throw his name out there real quick. I'll let him label himself in a few minutes. You know, personally, as a creative, I don't believe that we like labels because labels equal limitations to a creative. I mean, how you feel about that? Would you agree? Yes. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be boxing. I'm too big for that. <laughs> not a- it does. It does. It has limitations. And the reality is as big as your head is, I don't know if you would fit into a box anyway because, you know. That situation is, well, that's another show and another topic. But um, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here today. We Thank appreciate you. you. Much appreciated. Listen, I need you to give the people some wisdom, right? Because when people look at your resume, when people start to think they're going to run down your life as read in the, you know, um, internet streets and things, mm-hmm. they really think they know you and they know what you do and they can be you. But the reality is we know that creatives are originals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we lean into authenticity over applause all day. And so that means that there is no carbon copy. It's the one and done, period. What does your mind start the process when you think about people trying to reproduce you? Oh, wow. I, I look at it as it's not necessarily just reproducing an individual. It's looking at an in, individual that has been successful with something that people want to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So they want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they attach themselves to somebody who's doing it. So like me being a pastor, like a preacher. So they go one label y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if people want to be like a, T.D. Jakes, they'll find somebody that's kind of in that realm Mm -hmm. of a T.D. Jakes that they can connect to. And then they try to reduplicate the person closest to them while as a whole trying to duplicate the person that that person is as good duplicating. Mm -hmm. So sneaker preach, if there was like a how Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like it's almost like you allow people to do it Mm -hmm. as much as people want to do it. And so when they see the success, they look for anybody that's in between them and the success they're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. And then they try to reduplicate the person closest to them. And sadly, in a marketing sense or in a secular sense, they try to reduplicate to push you out and then step in closer to the ultimate goal of whatever they're trying to reproduce. And so from a creative standpoint, is that a compliment or is it really a cry for help? Because you don't know who you are. So it's, it's tricky because it can be a compliment. It's enemies. You can have somebody that you'll never be friends with and you can compliment them and saying the reason why I'm attacking you or going at you 
or trying to be better than you basically says you're good enough that I want to be better than what you're good at. So whether that person is going after it is complimentary or not, it's a compliment within itself. It's mm-hmm. kind of like women when they hate on another woman's shoes, dress, hair, or whatever. You can't hate on something that you don't like. Because if you don't like it, then you just don't like it. But it's something that drew your attention to it to say, mm, her hair, it's okay, but. Now, they may say, I don't like it, but you took the time to say you don't like it. Or you took the time to say, that track is whack. That track wasn't bothering you. That album wasn't bothering you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, if you listen to it, especially when people say, the whole album is whack. Mm. Well, either you you listen to it because you thought I was good enough to pull it off. After song number one, you like, oh, that's garbage. Number two is garbage. If you listen to the whole thing to find out the whole thing is garbage, that means somewhere in your mind, you looked at me like I was that good, even if I failed or meted your expectations. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I think it's complimentary whether people want to say it or not. Okay. Um, Certain preachers that out, producers, artists, it can be anything. Take preachers, for example. Another preacher here, another preacher. Mm -hmm. Once they say, oh, you know, I don't know why people listen to so-and-so. It's like you're saying that because you see something good that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't like their style of preaching or style of speaking or whatever, you want the success that they have. So you're complimenting their achievement on success and attention. So in a sense, hating is technically complimentary. And if people understand that, then we don't have to keep going through the cycle of my haters going to be my elevators and people hating on me like it's some new daggone revelation. Ain't new revelation. It's like, yo, let's cut across the field. And the Greek, what does that mean? That means that they're complimenting what you're doing. Right. (laughs) Whether they admit it or not. Right. It's complimentary. You know, it's complimentary. It's like, oh, you got a a dope setup. But, you know, we don't use the right mics. It's the teeth sucking for me because there is that. The- Listen, I, I think I forgot to give you all the disclaimer. This tier show is not PG-13. <laughs> we do 100% real raw and all the things. Straight no chaser. Um, So That's let crazy. me just do this. I got to cut in because, you know, one of the things that I really want people to take away from this podcast is I want them to understand that there's a difference between filtered content Mm. and unscripted real life Mm -hmm. and as creatives while we're bomb at producing filtered content Mm -hmm. the ones of us that have the most integrity and longevity are the ones that are unafraid to tackle the unscriptedness of real life so i want to talk a little bit about the young man who figured out that he was a creative maybe because some stuff came easy to you and you found out that you fell in love with it mm-hmm. but what was that journey really like did you have like real talk there's a kid out there somewhere there's a, a a creative that's up and coming right now and they feel like they they isolated right they don't have a whole lot of friends they they don't see a whole lot of people out there doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and they going at it with you know that you know that that i don't want to call it young dumb and on bubble gum but the 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 gullible eyes wide open. I'm just starstruck and excited because I'm in the room with you. Thank you for letting me sit with you. Mm. When the reality is the reason why they want you to sit with them is because you enhance everything that they do and everything they think about doing. Right. So you mm-hmm. don't even realize you just saw shit. Okay. So as that kid, what was life like and how did you navigate your way to this confident in my own skin that I'm in now, Keith? Like, what was he like back then? As a kid, say, how it started, how's it going? Talk to us about the how it started. 
Well, I mean, I, something I learned about people is is the consistency. Whether you're being, whether you're intentionally being consistent or not, there's always something that's going to be consistent about you. Okay. Okay. So people who never get it done, unless you really directly connect with that, that you never finish anything. You're, you're always going to be the person that always starts something, never finishes it, mm. right? Yeah, for sure. If you're always trying to learn and pull in, no matter how many things that people feel as though you reach the pinnacle of, you're still digging in further. So uh, one thing I pull up myself in is the the microphone because I'm always going to tweak sound because mm-hmm. that's me and I shout out a friend of mine, Vidal Davis. We always would just tweak sound. Mm-hmm. Anybody mm-hmm. that has an engineer trait to them, People can be like, oh, it sounds good to me. And they still like, it's something about the high in there. Like, even like now, I know I switched these mics. So I didn't really adjust the setting. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking out the corner of my eye like, oh, that's a clip right there. But I'll know that it's not coming across as a clip. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about it. But I'm going to go back and be like, let me pop that out of there. Mm-hmm. So there's a consistency in what you do. So if you're always learning, trying to take it to the next level, anything you grab onto, if you say, so for me, I'm going to try my hand at photography. Mm-hmm. I don't just get a camera and snap pictures. I'm going to try to do something next in the picture taken. So when you get into a room with celebrities and different people, you want to find out something about them that everybody doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You want to find out that other thing or dig in on after you leave off the stage, what kind of person are you? Or how's the what kind of person are you before you hit the stage? Mm-hmm. Everybody just wants the picture and the shout out from the celebrity everybody knows. I want to know something else about them. I want to know that they play with remote control cars like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know that they uh, read a certain book that nobody else literally reads. Mm-hmm. I want to know that they make coffee from ground up like me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that answered your question. I'm sorry. No, absolutely. Because here's the thing. So first of all, we, don't, we definitely don't do apologies for being authentically who we are, right? We show up unapologetically and just completely authentically at every turn, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is, as a creative, our minds move at a million miles a minute. We process in thoughts beyond the question or the moment that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. So you literally are painting pictures with words. That's what we do. So right. for our tribe, they're going to catch this vibe and they they felt you. They You took them from coffee to the remote control <laughs> to the when you when you I'm consistent right? you got me as your first guest i don't know nah, what the heck i'm is, talking about this is dope right <laughs> this is dope because it's all about unscripted right so i want people to know like isn't that we're not sitting here with like a whole list of questions that you mm-hmm. got ahead of time it wasn't no prep to this it was like listen let's do the sound check one two one yeah, you two you literally don't have on. a paper or notes or anything nothing. in front of you nothing and here's why i'm intentional about doing it because you mentioned two words intentionality and consistency right mm-hmm. and the reason why i go at it this way is because i think that a lot of times people are stuck on the filter content right and the reality of it is you're looking at the finished product mm. you don't know what came through that filter right to get to the finish right, right? and so true. i'm all about having those of us that have a microphone those of us that have a, a level of influence and those of us that have accepted mm-hmm. um this gift of creativity right i'm all about giving us the opportunity to leverage our influence right and i mm-hmm. feel like that comes best for creatives when it's unscripted, hence right. the name of this show, right? right? There is nothing like putting a creative Man, in a box. You're this thing. You, just, you better brand it. Listen, here's the thing. I do this, but I do this 
because I woke up like this literally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is nothing that I, there's no YouTube show that I watched first. There's no book that I read first. Mm-hmm. I just said, listen, So you God, ain't watch none of my stuff? I ain't watch none of your stuff. I ain't into wow. you like that. I ain't into him like wow. that for real, y'all. He's like, he all right. Dang. He all right. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, but what I, what I have done is I've learned to study myself. Mm-hmm. And then I've learned to study myself in the arena of people. Right. Nice. Because I'm a nice. people person. And I think that what happens with us, especially as creatives, is we understand that we have a gift, but then we don't do what we need to do to learn how to use that thing. Right. Because right. if you learn how to use it and you use it right, mm-hmm. it's going to open every door. It's going to make every way and it's going to you make it make sense. It right. ain't about whether they get it. And that's why one of the things that I love. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm real into quotes. Right. You into mm-hmm. coffee from the ground. Right. I'm into quotes. Oh, and Lord. one of the quotes that I love is this one that God gave me personally and it's authenticity over applause. Mm-hmm. Listen, I ain't, I'm not checking. But that's your quote. That's my quote. I got you. Okay. The passion strategist. I thought you meant you were in quotes that oh, like grabbing that's, quotes. That's mine, y'all. That means don't try it. Copyright, trademark, all the things. Mm. We do that over here. We handle business. Nice. We creators, but we ain't dumb. Oh, that's dope. So what I find is that when I live my life as this creative unscripted, I mm-hmm. get dope downloads like that because I'm leaning into the frequency that he gave me to hear one. Right. I'm not trying to tune you into like what you do. Right. Now you said oh, see, now here he goes. See, <laughs> I told y'all words. these, these, these the labels, church, right? He play too much. Frequencies. Listen, oh, and I'm trying to be real ladylike, but he about to he about to bring out the sister. All things. Uh, y'all got a teeth suck, man. Y'all got a tongue pop. Mm. Okay. You know, ketchup is a new tongue. You know some what? some girls say ketchup, ketchup. Y'all, y'all ain't praying. Sorry, y'all ain't praying in this in these here um, streets. <laughs> go ahead, you said frequency, frequency. <laughs> but free, the frequency that he season. gave me in this to, to hear on, and not so much what he's giving you. Because mm-hmm. the reality is, you're supposed to show up and say what you're supposed to say, and then I'm supposed to show up and say what I'm supposed to say. It's all gonna come together and connect in the end. Mm-hmm. But it's not my job to make it make sense, right? Right. right. So the microphone is gonna pick up what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. then it's gonna translate the sound outwardly. Mm-hmm. That's what we here to do. You better shun. The, you better fill it in your sanctified. Mm-hmm. Mm. So as a creative unscripted, mm-hmm. when you bring this thing around. 360 degrees and find yourself in your today mm-hmm. if you could tell a creative you see a creative in a room you see the light bulb going off they having a little aha moment right and mm-hmm. you're watching it unfold because you have this gift of being able to capture things whether it is um audio visual you capture those right. moments those candidates that's your thing mm-hmm. and so you're watching that candid unfold dad you just hooked me up you candid welcome. K. You welcome. Candid K. You welcome. I, like I do that. that. I do dope. it all the time. See how I'm not yeah, surprised? Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. That's dope. So I just want y'all to know I do this in these streets and that's not being um cocky at all. It's being mm-hmm. confident because one thing about knowing who you are mm-hmm. is you will stand flat-footed and know I do this. Right. And so I'm not surprised. I expect this. Every day I expect to get up and to be able to use this vocal gift that I got because mm-hmm. that's that's who I am. That's what I do. Got you. I expect you to show up and be like, you know, the lighting, you know, the sound, you know, all the things. Right. That's what you do. You expect me to talk he ain't gonna talk no more he keep it up I'm gonna turn his mic off and I don't even know which cord I'm gonna pull but I'm gonna yank that joint so back to you you are giving that um that creative kid who's in the midst of that aha moment that you're capturing candidly mm-hmm. you're giving him a bit of insight to mm-hmm. help him to stay consistent in mm-hmm. the direction he's going in what do you say to him all right rephrase that please. I'm gonna come back at you another way good I'm on my way mm-hmm. to the pinnacle of my creative success got you but I'm young in this in these streets okay my navigation system ain't working so got I don't you. have that, that voice in my ear that's telling me turn left mm-hmm. don't connect 
all of the things that we need to navigate these streets because people will see dollar signs when before you see it. They'll right. see your sauce before you even know you cooking. Right. Now, what do you say to that kid, that creative that's coming up and that you listen, I don't want to see you hit that pothole right there that I hit or go down that road because let me tell you, it's going to take you some time to recover from that. Okay. What I, you gonna I, say? I get where you at. I I actually just did this. Um, do we do shout outs on your show? All day. Go ahead. Go so my 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 dude, Man Man Roberts, real genius in my opinion. Hey, Man Man. For his generation and the guys that were around him yesterday. So Man Man invited me to a session that he was doing with some awesome people, the artists. I'll just leave them nameless for privacy. But, um, you know, they... I'm I'm intrigued with what they doing. Mm-hmm. And they like, yo, Keith, the old, like, you know, he told the artist, he was like, this is Keith Pelzer, yada, yada, yada. And the dude, he he told him that real quick. So I took pictures at the session after it was over. The guy, the artist is like, I was like, yo, really love your stuff. I love what y'all doing. I, I know, I wish I could be at that show. I know it's going to be awesome. He was like, no, I'm honored to meet you. You know, he had an accent. So he's foreign guy. He was like, I'm honored to meet you. And I'm like, I was like, ain't nobody said, no, no, no. According to what he said. And he said, according to what I know and the people you work with, he's like, you're the man. So I'm sitting there like, oh, snap. So this is how they look at me, right? Mm-hmm. Me, I'm kind of like, I'm 50 now. You know, my, <laughs> I'm 20 years after you know, uh, Jill Scott tell you and all. these plaques tell you behind you. This is this is twenty years ago around you, right? But the thing is, what I had to grasp is how people see your success and how you view it, right? Because yep. yep. for me, it's like, dang, I ain't did nothing in a long time, right? In a long time, yeah. No, when I, when I, I mean, in the capacity on how people know you, like uh-huh. if, if right now today you say, "Hey, I'm a producer," and you don't have plaques and stuff on the wall, they like who you work with. If you don't name drop a big name, it's just like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. But some of these people, it don't matter that Will Smack, you know, <laughs> what's his name? Chris Rock. It's like, you were on platinum records with Will Smith. That part. You work with him. Like, you know, you work with Jill Music, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire, Kim, you know, Babyface, Kev- Kevon Evans. Like you, Come on, name dropper. You, yeah, you na- like, it's like, and it doesn't matter how long ago. That's right. That's like, if I run into somebody and say they work with Puffy and Bad Boy, I don't care the last record Bad Boy put out. I'm like, you work with Biggie Smalls. Yep. Dang. Like, that you don't part. have to give me no... I don't care if you did an interlude with Biggie Smalls. You the freaking man. That part. So once you get a certain level of success, it doesn't really, like, come off of you. Mm-hmm. And so then people... Listen, now, there are people that, based on how they view your success, they're all ears, even if you don't think it matters. So then you have to look at how not to be the bitter person, right? But then also don't kill their high. Because for them, they're excited. I'm doing this. I'm on stage. I'm working. I'm coming up. And they're only trying to get something from you to go along with their journey. They don't want you to have a conversation where it's like, don't do it at all. So you got to be able to know how to listen to them, find out where they're going and help them forward. I told a friend of mine yesterday, I was like, listen, I see what you're doing, but you're actually doing production. Now, the people that you've been working with, you don't go to them and say, hey, I'm a producer and I'm not going to do this for a couple hundred dollars. Continue what you're doing with them, but be knowledgeable that as people hear what you're doing with them, that you don't make that same mistake and stay in the box of I'm just an instrumentalist on this track. Yeah. 
Because if they got you doing all that work, you are a Quincy Jones. Come on. Know the difference. Come on. You know, and then you don't go attacking everybody and be like, oh, I ain't doing it unless. you. I, what I try to do is give knowledge so that you don't wake up later and have the story of, you know, I did this, I did that, and I ain't never got paid for it. And, you know, because trying to argue your credits afterwards nobody's really believing you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I've been through that. Some other people I know, they've been through that where I could tell, even on this podcast, I could tell some people, you know, the person who actually did that on that particular song is so-and-so. And they'd be like, man, guy, ain't no do that. His name ain't on the record. And you sitting there like, yeah, but the person getting credit for it is not the person that did that. And nobody will believe you. So, mm-hmm. So what I try to do is to help people not repeat, yeah, you know, or fall into the potholes. Yeah. And it's like, but then you have to be uh, unapologetically influential, right? There you go. So you can't come across bitter and you can't take all your pain into telling them no. You got to take it and also articulate. I'm, I'm just sliding this in there to help you take it or leave it. You don't even have to put much weight on it, but know that you heard it. And I'm going to keep it moving because some people just be like, I wouldn't work with so-and-so. It's people I would never work with again, but I don't tell the young boy don't work with them. Right. I'll just kind of wait. You find out how not to hate on the person, but you nicely just say you want to make sure that you ask questions <laughs> before you walk in that room and play three chords. Just find out, yo, so, you know, what's this, you know, you know, play, play some church chords and say, so what is this going on? You know, don't don't get creative yet. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Hold your creativity until you're clear before you open in your creative. Come on. Because if you ain't clear, then you don't need to unleash all your creativity. Come so for on. me in the room, what I told you about what happened yesterday, I'm people and I'm around people I'm cool with. The person that invited me, I can trust in my belief, right? But I'm I'm scanning to see. Before I dump out all my creative in a place that's not technically for me. That's good. You see? That is good. Like some people unleash all their creativity in a place that's not for them. And then they're mad when everybody steals what they got creative in. Oh my. So you got to be careful with your environments that you create in if that space is temporary. Because then once you're going from it, it's like you can't be mad if they That's take right. it and run with it. I got to take my you earrings know? off. Y'all don't even see me. I'm taking my earrings off. about to get some Vaseline because let me tell you something. There is nothing like coming into the place where you understand and you know that you are a creative genius. Mm. And feeling like you're being robbed. Like people yeah. just literally put a pipe in your back and tap you whenever they feel like like it's an ATM machine. Mm-hmm. And what you said that was so good was basically, I put up a post the other day and it said, don't be long where you don't belong. That's good. If you don't know that you belong in that mm-hmm. room with that project, with those people. Right. If you don't 100% know, you absolutely not about to give out all your personal goods, mm-hmm. all your secret sauce, all your information. Like absolutely not absolutely mm-hmm. not we walk around and we get like you say we get bitter behind not making better decisions mm-hmm. and what was impressive to me the most about all of the guidance and the wisdom and all the gems you just dropped was you talked about basically passing the baton with mm-hmm. precision nice so that when the ones coming up after you begin to go through the process mm-hmm. they can go through the process without the pothole and can continue to progress right 
Right. So I love that you really just painted a picture of what this thing looks like when you follow the blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, when your old head is in the room telling you, listen, I'm going to give you some guidance. I'm going to show you how to how to work this, how to navigate this without hating, mm-hmm. without damaging your reputation and your integrity. But by, at the same time, protecting your gift, protecting right. what right. it is that you contribute that enhances the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. So I need y'all to pick these gems up because the reality is so many of us as creatives feel like, well, I'm a creative. I was born this way, so I don't have to pay attention to the business of it or I don't have to pay mm-hmm. attention to the behavior of it. And that's what we get hemmed up. Right, that's what we right, fall right, off, right? right? And it's not because it has to be that way because it's a bunch of, you know, OGs. There's a bunch of people out here like a Keith Pelzer that you ask this man a question, he's going to give you a whole 100% honest answer. He's not trying to be all Hollywood with you. He's mm-hmm. not trying to like put you in the corner like, yo, boss, I'm busy. Yo, who, who you? Who you? You're not going to get that. So when you get a gym like that, inside of a general that's willing to talk to you just man to man listen we got to be more um we got to be more humble in mm-hmm. our approach but we also have to learn how to receive because i think that's one of the biggest things that we experiencing now is this information gap right right so big mama and them they didn't going on and they mm-hmm. not here no more Grandmom want to be in 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 the same space. She when you, she having kids with her grandkids. She in the club with her grandkids. She doing all the things. And so then you got young boy trying to raise itself and make it make sense and figure it all out. Right. And so then you have people like you who really do stand in the gap and who really do care about stepping up and showing us what it is to be. What did you say? Influential, um, in, intentionally influential, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Unapologetically influential. Mm-hmm. So. When you think about the way that you had people out here today leveraging their name, like you you dropped a couple names on us, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. gave us a little sneak peek at some of the successes that right. you already had. And it took me a while to know how to do that. But what was the one encounter or what was it, what what happened in your story that shifted you and taught you how to do it? Well, it's, it's when, I want to say that's post not doing it off of impulse, and because I never really had an intentional reason because I've been in so many rooms where it was more so like you should have said. And after a while, I'm like, I could have. But the outcome of that, I didn't I didn't care because in the long run, I felt better when people found out afterwards rather than put it on the front. Why? Because it doesn't matter because you can set people up to have a a an expectation that doesn't really benefit you in the long run. It's like in the moment, it's better to be the quiet person in the room than to come in with the pissing match on who I work with. Cause somebody else shoot an engineer. They got a bigger discography than a producer 90% Mm -hmm. of the time. Cause Mm -hmm. they work with country, classical jazz, everything. So my friend serving Genya, his discography is like, you know, all over the planet Mm -hmm. because he's a mix engineer. So we just name drop and he done been in the room with everybody. But just a producer, if you take Pharrell, well, Pharrell's got a lot of people he worked with, but Pharrell didn't work with like at least 20% of the records that serve in mix. So name dropping can just be like, okay, now it really comes down to what's needed for this moment. And it's better because, you know, somebody might got more names than you. Somebody might got less. If you don't offer any names and everybody find out the names they basically found out your significance rather than the successful records you worked on. That's good. And significance is always going to overstand the success. Did All y'all, the time. Did y'all just catch the gem though? Significance. <laughs> it's always going to overstand the success. And so success. It's, be- it's better to go into a room and let them find out your success after the significance of why you're here. Because if I understand your significance, you get value and more people will notice 
because now rather than your name dropping, it's like, yo, so-and-so don't know you. So-and-so don't know you. Do they, do y'all know who so-and-so is? Like, you know, if you don't name drop, they like, oh, okay. Then they trying to find out we measuring how well you know, whatever. Well, I don't want to be known off of how well. Right. I want to know how well what I do that I do. Come on, let your you work know, speak for you. And then the reference of, because in this moment right now, it's not necessarily about who I did a record on. It's what can I do for you right now? And have I presented something that's good? So, like for me, I'd rather you like, if I'm in a photographer mood, mm-hmm. I'd rather show somebody the pictures I took of my wife or my kids or a friend, just a friend. And you say you're a dope photographer rather than I show you a picture that I took of Alicia Keys and Swiss Beach jumping on a plane. Right. Because they're both the quality of the shot. Right. Not necessarily who's in it. Because at that point, well, little Bobby Joe with the camera phone or the pilot turns around, takes a picture of Alicia Keys. That don't make him a dope photographer. That just means you got Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats on a private jet in the shot. But if I show you a picture of a little kid at a water fountain and you like, yo, the way you captured mm-hmm. the kid eating ice cream cone and the water in the back, whatever. We ain't worried about the kid. We just like, yo, you got a great eye. Now I can put your eye on anything I want hiring you, but I don't need you to name drop. Well, you know, I shot for John Legend. I shot so-and-so. I shot so-and-so. That's good. Yeah. That's good to find out afterwards. Yeah. Cause what that part of it says, they trust you now. It's not always bad. I had to learn that you do have to put out there Grammy Award winning producer mm-hmm. in front of. There was another label, y'all. In case y'all missed. Yeah, because my um, because when I go places to preach, somehow people keep digging up my old bio, and they say <laughs> nominated. <laughs> and, and it's I'm like, going to no, need you to have today's yeah, news because yeah. yesterday's price is not today's. But price. it's fine, you know, because nomination holds its weight too, right? And so, um. It, that's something I'm still messing around with, mm-hmm. you know, to say or not to say. What I'm starting to learn is it's better when other people say it mm. rather than you just put it out there. Like you put it, I recently I put it on my Instagram, Grammy Award winning producer. I'll I'll put that there, mm-hmm. but I personally don't just jump out and say, yeah, you know I'm a Grammy Award winning producer. You know I work with so and so. Y'all see how the it's voice like, changed up? Let them read the credits, <laughs> right? And then that part. yeah, let them read the credits. And once they read the credits, then it it goes along with yeah, you know it goes along with rather. It's like be the person you are in the room, and you don't have to dangle your keys around. They'll eventually see you get in your car. That part. And if your car ain't parked up front of it, it's not valet. Somebody going to see you coming out the parking lot and be like, oh, dude must be somebody. Fine. And if you drive the bucket that day, they'll see you somewhere else where your car don't even matter. You see? So that it's part. like, yeah, I mean, it's the people that pull up at Neiman Marcus. And they stand around their car and click the you know thing and talk to the valet guy so that everybody can see them. So that when they seen in the mall, they stand out. Let your clothes stand out so that, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a guy. He parked his Lamborghini truck, $300,000 truck, in the parking lot with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm laughing because it's a little Asian guy just goes in the mall and he looked like a regular skateboarder mm-hmm. dude. So now when I see him in the mall, of course, I'm putting together... If I didn't see him get out of that car, he would have just been a little Asian dude that probably rode his skateboard to the mall. Now, when I see him outside, I'm like, wow. So it's kind of like what I don't know the kid, but it's like what's significant about him? What does he have to offer outside of what he has? Yeah, because 
if I need to do something or I'm trying to do some business, I don't know what he does. Mm-hmm. I just know he got money, but I'm like, what? How does that help me creative wise? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then we'll miss, we'll miss people. Jill Scott, this girl was cleaning up our studio. She was the sister, like you a sister to me. I just say, you know, I'm gonna hang around Keith and Tina. Mm-hmm. And you like, you know, I'm going to help keep straighten up the studio for every session. And then I don't know that you're this all-time entrepreneur. You know, now you got a TV show and it's just like, you know, me and Yana go <laughs> back. She used to just straighten up the chair and set up for all the people, the paid clients in the room. And then she said, let me do my podcast. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to give you some airtime. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, snap. She got picked up by own. You, that's Jill. <laughs> we had Kenny Lattimore, Kevon Edmonds, all these different people in and out, prioritizing them. And it's like, did anybody take the girl in the booth that was wiping the walls Yo. down? Did anybody take her in the booth and let her sing real quick? And then it's just like, wow. And she, let's take a long walk. Did anybody take her in the room? And if it wasn't for her, man... It's sick people that just wouldn't be who we are today. Come on, somebody. You know? So, so when I say I need y'all to really tap in, one of the things I love about being a creative is we get a chance to translate mm. um, for people what this experience is um, mm. being unscripted, right? And so what I loved about what was laced in the lyrics of what you just said, because that was a whole song, oh. is you talked about how basically it's your story. It's the story on the stairs that sustains your success. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we need to be careful who we meet on the stairs. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that it's our story right. that that seasons the sauce, mm-hmm. right? And when we get to that place called success, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you never, never, never discount and dishonor what made you and what created you to be the creative that you are? Because was your it, it was your story. It's your mm. backstory. It's the mm-hmm. stuff that people don't know. It's the fact that people might look at you and talk about how eloquent of speech you are. Mm-hmm. But like I believe it's um Dr. George Bloom, brother couldn't read, mm-hmm. had an elementary school education, but he didn't allow the limitations of other people. And that's why as creatives, it's so important that we consistently defy people labeling us right Mm -hmm. if somebody tried to label you as a preacher Mm -hmm. they would miss the richness of you as an artist right right? Right. and so as creatives we really got to keep that energy at the forefront of Mm -hmm. being unscripted and being Mm -hmm. unboxed and being unleashed in this experience called life Mm -hmm. because it's a gift right everybody can't do what we do everybody don't wake up in the morning and like it was a movie way back um called i think city of angels with nicholas cage and he was an angel and when he would wake up he would hear music in the sunrise Mm -hmm. that's a gift that Mm -hmm. everybody ain't got right Mm -hmm. and so when you have a gift and you realize that everybody ain't got that thing then you automatically become obligated to literally like steward over it and literally like take care of it and groom it so that it's like it becomes an heirloom that Mm -hmm. can be passed down Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. your sons get to look at you and see you as the creative as you are and not that they're going to be exactly like dad but you have given them permission to be like them Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. they're not out here trying to look like all the other kids in their class they're not out here trying to you know get into stuff that that's just not that it's not my twist. I'm bored. I'm, mm. I'm just I'm gonna smoke weed because I'm bored. Like, no, they out here discovering who they are. Right. And at a point where 
they got their whole life experience to walk it out. Right. And it, there's nothing like giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to just literally become so, so prolific mm-hmm. and to do what you do with such precision. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I love about you. Cause you just have literally taken the time to just drink this whole thing in. Mm-hmm. And now you literally like, it's, it's almost like, you know how when you 20, you can stay up all night, Right. Go to the club, right. get up and go to work, do it all over again, six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. 40, 50, you'd be like, so listen, I'm going to need to prioritize some self-care. I'm going to need to soak. Right. And right. shut the phone off, all the thing. I ain't about to miss nothing on the gram, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You start to perceive through your lens differently. Well, and so you and these lenses, your mm-hmm. signature, to me, it's a sign. It's a sign of something greater as your inner creative is coming out. So, you know, it's, it's something that I'm dealing with about life and purpose right Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people fear what the reality of their purpose is right yes so when you take and and let's go a tad church here if you take paul saying for me to live is christ and to die is gain Mm -hmm. right and then in philippians 1 and 21 he says i have a desire to depart and desire to stay and it's needful for me to be here Mm -hmm. here's a guy who's basically tapped out Mm mm-hmm Right in and out of prison for the sake of the gospel, been through hell, and he's like, "Yo, it's 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 being away, dead and going is far better, but it's needful for me to be here." Yeah, and then he goes on to say to the Philippi church, "You know, um, I'm good. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I can do all things." Mm-hmm. He goes, and the peace of God, the transcendent of mm-hmm. all understanding, is going to keep your hearts in mind. How does he open with our desire to part, desire to stay, but it's, it's more needful to be here? And then he kind of ends it somewhere around four. He even says in Philippians four, like, yo, kill the beef. Like, what, what is the use of arguing? If y'all both save, y'all go in the same place. I said all that to say this. This dude's older now, mm-hmm. right? His youthful years, he was monitoring the beat up on Steven. Mm-hmm. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Then this dude is on a boat, been in shipwreck, mm-hmm. and it's like, y'all come to freak down. We going to survive. Oh, my bad. We got broken pieces. <laughs> then he gets bit by a snake. But this dude is like, yo, I'm good. Like, okay. And some of his best years was his latter years. Yep. So as I started to approach 50, what God did for me was when I was in my 30s, I'm looking at 50-year-olds 50, 50 like, y'all some dry, dead, <laughs> decrepit people. Yep, like, yep. that's the beginning of the downfall. The generation I've been around, we like, oh, I'm going to start riding a bike 50 miles every other day. Oh, I'm going to start going to plan fit. Oh, I'm going to change the way I eat. Oh, I'm going to start doing this. I'm doing bucket list stuff with joy, not on some um, uh, cocoon type joint. Right, you right. know, we need the magic bullet or magic pill to rejuvenate ourselves. Right. It's like, no, to every day. And the world has gotten worse. Yes. So the state of peace now with the streets we living in, the economy and everything, it you got to really be tapped in. So I start looking at, all right, let's, especially with the pandemic, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. Right. But in the unmanufactured way, kind of like you said, the unscripted, what a lot of people don't understand is, and I had to think about this. I understand self-help books, Mm -hmm. structures, seminars, and stuff. But here's my take on it. I see a bunch of people go to a thousand and one seminars. They got pamphlets, books, Mm -hmm. 15,000 notes, and they trying to get me to go, oh, you need to go to this workshop and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, that's good for them, but not for me. 
So when you say creatives, somebody still needs a space for those. Yes. So like mastermen and and music schools yeah there were different classes there's the little kid that just wants to know how to look at the sheet and do what beethoven did that's it then there's the Corey henry's there's the other people there's the herbie hancock the yeah. chick Koreas. yeah that's like the reason why stevie y'all Wonder don't know your music history is, uh-huh. you know it's not because you can put you can open up a class to make stevie wonders that's it you that's can't it. do it it's like yo the and the thing, I'm not putting this on no spiritual leader, but there are literally classes that are designed to structureize how to be a Joel Osteen, a T.D. Jakes, a Stephen Furtick. And it's like somebody got to be set aside to say it's not going to happen. You understand what I'm saying? Thanks. Because you're going to do all that work and you can't do it. It doesn't matter that you go to Kobe Bryant's training camp. You're not going to be Kobe. You may be a better something relative. You but look at all the people we name. Nobody has become a Jordan. Nobody. Out of all the studying, out of all the practicing, nobody's become a Larry Bird, Dr. J, uh um Kareem Abdul Jabbar. You have likenesses, but you have not become them. So the whole thing is in this creative standpoint, podcasting, music and stuff, I get it. I understand, but the three hundred pound gorilla in the room is is profit. That's that, I call it that. That's it. I call it profit. I I believe influence allows people an individualized experience, but it but we're afraid to say there are things designed for a mimic that never makes sense. That's good. <laughs> a mimic that never makes sense. Your approach to this that's so great is you got no notes. And if you if you bring in notes and bring an outline, I'm not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. But you don't have no notes. This was easiest for me because it's like, all right, I already done did this. I didn't set this up. So we come in, pop the lights on, set the mic up and talk. Yep. That that right there, some of the best well-known people, that's what they do. Yep. That's how it goes. Yeah, the, the Tonight Shows. Exactly. That is the most constant thing that happens on our TV besides the news. The Tonight Shows mm-hmm. until the Johnny Carson say, all right, I'm done. The Jay Leno say, you know, I'm, I'm tired of this until the Oprah's, the Ellen says, you know what? Uh, I think I, I need a break from this until the Steve Harvey's and whatever. They just keep going on and on because every day it is planning. But a lot of when that camera comes on is what's in the moment. In the moment. So today. Wow. Yesterday. So-and-so goes up, Biden ran into Putin. Mm-hmm. And uh, amazingly, oh, yesterday, so we just found out that the American Writers Association, so-and-so, we just found out everything is fresh, right in the moment, pretty much unscripted. Mm-hmm. SNL, Saturday Night Live. How long has oh, Saturday Night Live been God. going on? 40 years. And you know what they thrive on? Whatever happens. In the Will moment. Smith slap somebody? Let's do it. Facts. <laughs> Patty LaBelle sang and dropped the mic. Let's do it. You know, the president trips. Let's do it. Whatever it is. Yeah. We just do that. Yeah. Boom. Boom. And you got to find the joy in that. Mm -hmm. And you also got to understand the value in that. Yes. Because like you just said, when you try to live your life recapturing and recreating, Mm -hmm. um, it's so funny. Like you dip, you, you dip on us, you, you pull that past out and then you put them back, give them a little bit, put them back. But you know, Jesus 
never said. You said Jesus on your thing. I said Jesus. I'm I, a Jesus girl. They know this. Please uh, okay. follow me. Follow me Man, on these be cussing and the, busting. Oh, I'm sorry. And y'all be cussing Pulling and drinking and, and all the things. <laughs> Sunday after service. That was a good. That was a good sermon. She pastor. was coming to my house and the squirrel looked at her wrong. She like boop boop beep beep. No, Must have been too much brown yeah. liquor. So, I'm sorry, you said Jesus. You stupid. Hallelujah. He's stupid. Mm, on my potato but, salad. Go ahead. <laughs> so what what happens is he never encourages us to uh to to remember mm. when he bought them out, right? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said forget the former things. Right. He literally contradicted mm. and he told you you weren't about that. But he said, but I reckon Yes. That, like He's thinking forward. Mm-hmm. forward and he's thinking. a God that's a moving mm-hmm. God, right? And he created you, his creation, his creative. Shout out to my creatives. Mm-hmm. He created y'all to be forward thinking, forward moving progressives because you were born to literally push the world forward. Yes, it moves around on its axis, but somebody has to push it in the direction that it's going. And then somebody else has to start to drop these moments and shine a light on it so that we get the full value, like you said, and what's happening in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so in this moment, Mm -hmm. in In this this moment, in this season, Come on, season. You know, when I think season, I think seasoned potatoes. And somebody I know makes a good seasoned season potato. Season takes me Shut out. out. I'll be ready to run out of church when I hear season. Shut up. I don't care who it comes from. That ain't nothing but calling you old, but in a real sanctified way. No. Nevertheless. I'll be judging people. When I hear season, I'll be oh, like, oh, oh he's Lord. a judger. He's I'm a judger. I'll be on edge like, please don't do it. God, in this season. Listen. How, which season? Summer, spring, winter, fall. Which one is it? With, hey. <laughs> Depending on if the air is working in the church. Last season you said. <laughs> last season you said. God said the haters that you have hate. now. God said in 2022, you ain't gonna have to worry about haters no more. So why? <laughs> Do I got sorry, them sliding sorry. up in my DM? I don't know. Y'all at the wrong church. Y'all at God's the wrong a church. man. He should never lie. So <laughs> so you lying, nigga? You, you must be lying because you said that God said <laughs> like stop playing. I'm sorry. There was a commercial break to remind all of our creatives and others to remember Mm. that your man of God is a man Mm. and not God. All right. Just a thought. The first to apologize (laughs) is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. Come on. Can y'all forget about it? Yeah. Do 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 yourself a favor and forget about it. Forgetting those things. Come on. Because really, the reality of it is. The more that you forget, mm-hmm. you're making room to become full right. of the life that you're living right. and not the life that you led. Mm-hmm. You talked about Paul and how he had a whole history, right? Mm-hmm. And we all got one. We got a backstory and all the things. But if I can't sit in this moment at this microphone right. and talk to you about something that I learned, that mm-hmm. I was able to glean from, mm-hmm. that causes me to live better and look forward to mm-hmm. what's to come, well, what's no- the point? It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's the way in which we do it. And that little quote that I read, I don't know where it came from, but <laughs> when it says the first to forget is the happiest, right? This is why Paul says forgetting yeah. those things which are behind me because we have the propensity and the naturalness to remember even yep. that which we forgot about. Yep. So forget is kind of relative, right? And even when we say, I'm like, yo, do you remember we said we were going to do you like, oh, I forgot. In that moment of saying, I forgot, you're acknowledging that it happened, that you remember that it was said. And then you say, I forgot. 
Or else people will say, you never told me that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember because I I have never manifested that it happened. Mm -hmm. So things that happen to us, they happen. And even if you intentionally do it and you made for it to happen, sometimes you do have to free up even the great things to go for greater. Yep. Because of the fact you can't change it. So if you rest on remembering like, yeah, I worked with Jill back in the day. Well, you kind of got to do a dismissal in a sense because it's not going to change it. It's not going to change that history. You got to open up for what's new. So to your whole point about creative, creative is clearing the space out. Yes. To 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 do more. Yes. And if you if not, you just stuck on. Yeah, man. You know, I I got a friend who just keeps bringing up the one thing that they did. The one. Be careful with saying this. The one video they were in. It's like okay, <laughs> like every time something comes up, you got to keep mentioning that. Video, it's like good. You probably Lord. don't even look the same no more. Would nobody recognize you <sighs> if they saw you on the street because you was in that video? It's in like, I get it. like, I get it, but it's just like sometimes you hear that from people that you're looking at them like, I think you're more creative than you're allowing yourself to be. Absolutely. And you sit on now. Here's the difference with me, and I think you learned this about me. I don't necessarily dig in on my past mm-hmm. to state my presence, and that frustrates people sometimes because. It's more so they want me oh, to mention my past. Like, I take you and certain people as relevant because you gotten to know me enough mm-hmm. where it's like you needed to say right. that. You're kind of like coaching from the side or a suggestion from a, mm, I know you don't like to put out right. there that you did this, that, the third, but it will business-wise change things in that situation because you recognize i don't jump to the front and say hey i'm keith bells grammy award-winning producer and work you know i don't get down like that right but there's other times you like because you don't get down like that you are blocking some things absolutely or you need to know when to bring it up absolutely but you know that forgetting you have to like let that go so that you have room because then you unblock your creativity and you really take yourself back to, and you tap into, let's go back to the beginning of this, mm-hmm. to the consistency in yep. your creativity. So there's a constant. So when you think of an equalizer, you see, you know, the, the waves do this, mm-hmm. but there you see the waves go up and down based on a baseline. Mm-hmm. So there's a midpoint, there's a constant something there that'll show a plane with altitude. There is, when it, the plane tilts, there's a, a level there. So that when it's leaning, you know where to bring it back to the That's baseline. Good. So you gotta you gotta find out where to level out at. You That's know, there's a time when you lean into it, there's a time when you're going up, down. What's the leveling? That's good. So the leveling is it. And so the reset every day is kind of like the leveling. And a lot of people haven't leveled, they've been tilted up. But a plane, if you tilt it up too long, it's going to get to a certain altitude where it's actually going to drop, even though it's pointing up. Yeah. And there's people that are pointing up so much that they're dropping and they don't even realize it. My God today. <laughs> they, they pointing up. But it's like, yo, oh. you don't realize you're losing altitude. My so you kind of got to bring my. the nose down. That, mm, Can y'all, did y'all just visual, did y'all you visualize bring that? The nose down when you walk a into bit. the room yeah. and you walk yeah. around like you the queen of yeah. England, yeah. Yeah. bring it down, bring it down. When you, when you take off, the yes. nose of the plane is in the air. Yes. It's pointed up. But once it gets to a certain altitude, you got to bring your nose. Oh, God, I'm going to use that. Did you certain, just see that? You got you to gotta bring the nose down. That's the problem. Some people, Take the picture. You're falling because your nose is still up. <laughs> and here's the thing. 
When you going down, you never have to put your nose down. Okay? So it's like level your nose, but you don't have to put your nose down. A lot of people, they put their nose down. Like only when when it's the atmosphere, something's wrong, then you nose down to get out of it, right? But if you're just coming in for a landing, even when a plane lands, the nose is still up. As it gets closer to the ground. Absolutely. So when you get closer to the ground, the nose got to be up so that you can land. So even when you land, when you get lower, you know, keep your head up. But there's a certain height where you don't keep your head up like this. You level off so that you can see things. You can't be way up, pointing up and and flying and staying at a level uh, height. I'm trying to tell y'all creative is a lifestyle, right? And it has its own language. And if you need a translator, you need to be tuned into this here podcast, Creators Unscripted. <laughs> that man just painted the whole picture with the words. And that's that's one of the things that I am gifted to do. So I love to see it. And I know y'all loving to hear it because did you just think about your last plane ride? And uh, some of y'all, if you ain't been on a plane, get your life. If you ain't got a passport, get your second life. Nevertheless, mm. did y'all just, did y'all, did y'all see what I just heard? You got you got to have momentum before you put your nose up. Oh my Jesus! Listen, all of that. I'm gonna I'm be good to y'all. You gotta be moving forward. The nose can't get in the air if you ain't moving. Like, oh my Jesus! Listen, I'm gonna be nice and I'm gonna make sure that I leave this one up for y'all because y'all gonna need to rewind that and replay that. It might be the way you need to start your creative day for the next seven days so that you can figure out where is your, where is your nose at? Where's your nose at? Hmm. Hmm. Did you hear the gym when he said when you're coming down, when you're getting low, you got to make sure your nose, your head is still held high. So listen, when they, what, what, did, what did our forever floater say? She said, when they go low, we go high. Mm-hmm. All right. And, 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 and our good brother, the good, the good pastor, preacher, engineer and, and troublemaker and all the other things that he is. He just painted you a picture that is undeniable. That's about to take you to another level. All right. But you want to make sure you stay level. So that you can get to the level and you don't find yourself falling off. Did I do okay for your first you, thing I with mean, Jake? Because we don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> Is it okay? For, for some people that's sitting here with a microphone that don't know what they're doing, just going at it. This, <laughs> this is what's uh, this is creators unscripted. Because I'm trying to tell you that it's in these moments where you're just having these real life conversations, mm-hmm. right? And you get a chance to pick your bro, pick your sis, and pick the brains and just listen. Let me tell you what happens to me, bro. Oh, man. Well, let me tell you what happened to me. Well, let me tell you what I know about that. This is where the unscripted comes into play to help you to lean into becoming unapologetic about your journey. Mm. So creatives, y'all stay unscripted. Stop letting people box you in, Mm -hmm. label you up and put all of these expectations on your experience. Creative is a lifestyle and it has a language. And if you are not born a creative, listen, Koja said you got to be born into it. That's what the Kojic folks say. But we, mm-hmm. we we on the other side of that, because that's not God. We on the other side of that say, listen, we are offering you an opportunity to have a translator to plug you in to the place where you can get prolific and you can do it with precision. This thing called creative life. So if you want more of the story of the Keith Pelzer, and all of the other creators that are going to come and grace this platform, because I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Gems will drop and you're going to find yourself instead of trying to be who you are not. As long as you stay tuned in to Creatives Unscripted, the podcast. I am 
Ayana Blount, your host, and I will see you again next week for another amazing episode. Listen, Boss Babes on Deck. That's all I'm going to give y'all for the next one. Tune in next week. It's about to go down. Thank you for being here. Bruh, you blazed that stage. Yes, you did. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, y'all.